0: I'll intro afterwards. Okay. (laughs) So, so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're going to open this up with a hot take, okay? My hot take, and it might not be that much of a hot take. Maybe a lot of people agree, but I don't know. Who knows? I don't talk to enough people. But music during sex, trash. That's your opinion. Overrated. I agree. It's about as overrated as shower sex. Right. It's a, I. Yeah.
1: Or sixty nine.
0: Sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine is kind of dumb. Do people actually like that, or, do, or is it just a thing that know. people say that they do? I'm not sure. Because I'm 100 cool with like you know I do you, you do me, or you do me, I yeah, do you. Yeah, but at you. the same Makes time. The best... No, no, no. Yeah. No, you do me. Right. Then I do you. Okay. Then I can rebound and get you know get back up back in the game yeah and then sex to me
1: that makes more sense
0: right 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 because if i do you i want to
1: focus on, on what is happening with me right and you can't do that when you're multitasking yeah it's dumb yeah. in my opinion
0: yeah it doesn't really doesn't really do it for me but is it isn't it one of those things where people expect to to reach the end or is it just something that you do just a just i to don't know Pastime.
1: time i'm not sure
0: okay but back to back to to, uh-huh. to music during sex. Right. That's about as dumb as the sitcom <laughs> while we're having sex. <laughs> oh my God. So that was the worst. I know.
1: Jeez, it, it was just what you picked. Uh,
0: well, okay, okay, all right. So <laughs> it, it could have been. I think it could have been anything. Anything mm, would have been just sad. bad. But no, yeah, you know, it was Sein, Seinfeld during <laughs> sex. <laughs> was pretty bad. So. We had family over, or my family was over not too long ago. They were uh, down here for the holidays. And uh, Christina and I wanted to break away and have sex. But my parents were still outside of the room area. So we thought it was a good idea to drown any noise that would be made out by playing Seinfeld. And
1: As if they didn't know. Like, that's so stupid. Like, who's blaring Seinfeld? Like, that was the worst part. It's like, Okay. They don't know what's happening.
0: <laughs> which, which.
1: And then there ended up being way more noise out here than anything Yeah. Else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was a good idea. It was a good idea in the beginning. Right. Until you start hearing. Which is <laughs> so. It
1: <fucking annoying. laughs> was so bad.
0: But our dumb, like we ignored it for. Right, and
1: then and then I
0: couldn't. Right, right, right. Because at our peak horniness, I think we were just okay. It was drowning it it out. Yeah. Then, like when we were in the mix and we were really trying to get into more. It was so distracting. It was like as soon as we got into the zone. (laughs) (laughs) But and (laughs) and loud as fuck. And then the laugh track. Oh god, it was was so bad. uh, It was terrible. So we do
1: not recommend.
0: But but even even music. I've never been a, a guy that liked sex during music. Because I, I don't know what it is. I, I like to just be involved in that. I want to hear the breathing. I want to hear the yeah. sounds. I want to hear to everything.
1: To me, it's a distraction.
0: And low-key. Maybe this is just me being jealous and overthinking it. But I don't want you to hear another nigga crooning while I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't I, want, I don't see that too. I don't want anything that will make you think about <laughs> That's that. Something else. You know else. what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be giving it to you and you possibly, you know, are hearing Trey Song's voice thinking about... <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess, but yeah. Get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: And then if you hit a bad song, it's like, what do you got? You got to... yeah. Uh, let's, let's turn. I'm not a you fan. Know what I'm you almost had to make your own playlist, but even then, not a fan of it. Not yeah. a fan of it. But um, with that said, this is the <laughs> feelings first, mm-hmm. facts later mm-hmm. podcast. Do we get? Do we really get to the facts? Yeah, we get to the facts sometimes, right? We do. Yeah. Okay. I just kinda wanna say true to our name because if we're just all feelings, you know eh. No. Okay, we 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 fax. We do. We facts. Okay. All right. That's gonna be uh our slogan. We facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I go by the name Nathan Mitchell, and this is the lovely Christina. Hey. AKA insert popping bottle popping sound. Oh yeah.
1: Where's my middle <laughs> That's name? Our, nickname. our middle <laughs> name. Your middle name
0: is Christina. All
1: right. <laughs> it's a champagne baby.
0: Champagne baby. And we're in here. And uh today is gonna get a little deeper. Deeper than uh we have been. Last conversation got a little deep. A little uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially afterwards. <laughs> I had a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. I had a I had a yeah, really really talked my way out of that last one. And but, then um,
1: you didn't even realize that when I listened to it, I I might get re-triggered and I did.
0: Oh yeah. I well, I, I think that you were more upset when you listened to it than, than I think so. You didn't in the heat of the moment, hmm. see that's why I feel like the microphone protects me, and that's why I told you about <laughs> my new uh, uniform on
1: air, right? Right? right. Yeah. Because then
0: I knew you would be less mad at me, or well, I, and I thought maybe you might have forgotten by the time I had to wear it. So I want to see it. I don't have it yet. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't think we have to start wearing until March or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we had to put in the orders for at least the tops because they have to embroider the tops, which is swag, but. They're paying for it. So mm-hmm. whatever. Whatevs. But, but, but we are going to get a little bit deeper because the main topic is going to focus on the differences between a trauma bond and a love bond. Mm-hmm. Trauma bond and a love bond. But before we get into that, I do want to get into like kind of a, a little bit of a, a lighter topic, more of a not so fun topic, but it's still a little bit lighter. Okay. And it has to do with uh, relationship studies that have been... Revealing what has been going on in relationships during the pandemic. So obviously this is not all relationships, but this is some of the relationships where some of the relationships have struggled during the pandemic. And I and I know the this this the surface explanation would be um something along the lines of people during the pandemic had to spend more time with their significant other, primarily during the the beginning of the pandemic when we were doing Quarantine. the whole lockdown thing, mm-hmm. quarantining. So um, a lot of people found out that they really didn't like the person that they were with. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly <laughs> mainly because they got to escape from them for 16 hours a day, assuming that they sleep for eight hours and then they're out for work yeah for eight hours a day. Sometimes more if they have the gym or other interests that they have that do not include the both of them. But uh, studies were seeing that some people were actually not liking the relationship that they were in during the pandemic because the person, the person that they were with or themselves had to do a lot of changing during the pandemic. So some relationships were finding out that the person that they fell in love with or the person that, um, or like that persona or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Whatever the characteristics that, that, They fell in love with with that person. Mm -hmm. Some of those faded because they had to change. Uh, For example, some people were having to change careers and jobs. Okay. Which sometimes the careers and the jobs you have, you know, it alters who you are as a as a human being. Okay. And sometimes it alters your interests. Mm -hmm. And um, or or I guess even deeper, if you had to change your career or your job, maybe that made you an unhappier person.
1: Right, or I could see
0: that. Or maybe changing your job put you in a better position and you were happier. Mm-hmm. And so either way it goes, however that person changed, and, and they were they were pretty fluid with the changes as far as, it wasn't always a, a negative change. Okay. It could have been a positive change that you didn't like about your partner for whatever reason. Um, another thing could have been changes in everyday lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One example that they used is, if you were with someone because you all both had partying as something that you all like to do. Mm, so now and I had
1: to slow down or right,
0: right, right. Completely stop. Right. So now here you are, you're, you're dealing shit. with a person that was that party or mm-hmm. more of a extrovert type of behavior lifestyle. yeah. And then now they're molded into this more introverted behavioral lifestyle. Not to say that they became introverted, but they just had to adopt that lifestyle because there was no other option. Right. right? So now you're more, inside kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: hunkering down or whatever and they're finding out that they didn't like that change that that person made because what the study was showing is that some of these people made permanent changes so even though I guess it started off or it could have started off as something that was temporary ended up that temporary right thing. became something that mm-hmm. they might have liked and again it could have been a better or it could have been for the better for instance if you were someone that's going out drinking and partying and doing whatever yes we can all say that that person's probably having a good time, yada yada yada. But then the flip could be that could also be escapism, right? Right. And so then some can make the argument that maybe slowing down the parting and slowing down the drinking would be a good thing. Yeah. But if that person is relationship. isn't ready for you to do that, yeah. And you've made that decision kind of better yourself, mm-hmm. then boom. I could see that. Um another one, which was a big one on here, was weight. Okay. Right? So a lot of people were in positions where they were gaining weight. A lot of people were also in positions where they were losing weight because mm-hmm. now they're focusing on their goals or whatever it may be. And people that were in relationships were finding out that the person that they were once with has now changed again for the better. One way or the, or the other. Yeah. One can make an argument that you start losing weight, you probably made a better lifestyle change. Right? but maybe because, not
1: for your your partner but not
0: for your partner yeah. if your partner's not ready for you to do that mm-hmm. right but if you're here and you're listening to the news and you're getting information at people that are overweight or at higher risks yeah. of that because of comorbidities da, and then you go hey I want to <sighs> take this time to better myself because in in the event that I do get sick I want to make sure that I'm making better lifestyle choices to protect me in order to be here for my family
1: yeah
0: it could have backfired and now you're dealing with someone that didn't like the idea that you lost you know 20 pounds Mm -hmm. for whatever reason maybe they liked you better because of the they like the look of someone that weighed more or maybe it triggers some sort of insecurity Mm -hmm. in them right because now here they are looking at you looking looking better yeah getting you know different attention
1: and they're still the same
0: exactly yeah exactly so what do you have any thoughts on i
1: feel like while it seems like a maybe on the surface like a bad thing Mm -hmm. i think i look at it like a positive thing Because at the end of the day, clearly, nothing is going to come up or situations aren't going to bring up things that aren't already there. Mm -hmm. So this was just an opportunity, not the best in in the grand scheme of things, but for things to come up that probably needed to come up, but now you're forced to deal with them because you have no other choice. Right. Right. So while it might not seem like the best thing, because relationships ending in the moment might not necessarily always seem like the best thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think most of the time when you look back, you're like, I'm glad that happened.
0: Right. Right. Well, and, and that's that whole, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty kind of right. thing. Because in the moment it, it can feel a little bit off, and and again, yeah. I, I, and I guess this kind of ties into what the main topic is going to be: the trauma mm-hmm. bond versus the love bond. Yeah, it's what what were you really loving about that person? Right, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, again, and and I guess just to play devil's advocate here, and, and not to be a contrarian on your part, but you know, it would make more sense if relationships were ending if people were changing who they were during the pandemic for the negative, right? Because then there was also those group of people out there that might have lost their job that they thought that they were going to be in, right? Because they weren't quote unquote essential mm-hmm. or, you know, companies had to trim the mm-hmm. fat in order to, you know, stand up mm-hmm. you know, on, their, on their own two feet. And then now this person that could have always had some sort of underlying depression. Now their depression is coming out. hmm and that person didn't really see that. And then that depression could have spiraled out to, uh-huh. you know, alcoholism and, you know, all the other things that, you know, truth be told, the, the media hasn't done a good job at talking about, you know, right. all the people that were turning to drugs. Right. You know, what, what was it? Uh Last year, over one hundred thirty thousand people were dying from fentanyl overdosing, or something like that. Or... I
1: don't know the number, but it was a lot.
0: And I want to know. say that age range was in that professional age range. It was like well, from twenty to forty-eight, or I, I don't know. It, this I, I didn't. I don't. I don't have this up here, but I am just going, you know, kind of freestyling off of mm-hmm. what I heard. But anyway, you know, there were people that were passing, and there were people that were turning to drugs and alcohol. I know when I worked in a hospital, in the beginning, domestic violence cases were going up, mm-hmm. and a lot of. Alcohol abuse was going up. So we were getting a lot more people with ethanol poisoning in the hospitals during that time.
1: Yeah, but my thing is just like, while it was the pandemic that Mm -hmm. brought up these things, could you really just blame the pandemic? Or could you just blame like life sometimes presents you with situations that will pull things out of you? Right. I didn't turn to fentanyl. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. We didn't have domestic violence. You know, like... So for me, it feels more like that was a scenario that then pulled something that clearly was somewhere in there. Right. It It was revealing revealing character
0: as as opposed to changing character.
1: Also, like if you lost weight and your partner was bothered by that, do you really have a supportive partner? Do you have somebody who's willing to grow with you really through like your whole life? Like these are things that are important and clearly life will present those things. Right.
0: Or the flip if you gain Or the
1: flip. If you gain weight, right? You, well, right? you would have probably left me. <laughs> <laughs> but I already knew that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: no, but seriously, like e- even even the gaining weight thing, right? Right. Then if you had a supportive partner, then your partner would be there and be like, "Hey, right. you know what's going on? You know what, exactly. what can we do to better this? Right. You know, how can we?" Do and this so it's just like tough times, you know, for better or for worse, like all that real shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yikes.
1: Not that it's it's sad.
0: It is sad. Right. It is sad. I'm not right. saying
1: like oh, I'm glad that happened to people, but again, I feel like sometimes shit happens the way it's supposed to.
0: Right, right. And I and I I guess what you're saying is, is that this would have reared his head sooner than later. One way or another. If in fact this is just the the product of having your character revealed right. in a moment of hard times, right? Right. And that could've looked like the pandemic. That could have looked like the loss of a close loved an one. Illness. Or that could have looked like you just you lost, lost your job, job because right. of something other than the pandemic. You just lost your job right. because of, you know, that, that company was downsizing right? Or whatever.
1: Right, you could have had an awakening and wanted to change your lifestyle and lost weight, and then that could have triggered your partner that had nothing to do with
0: lockdowns, like all, right. all those things, it's just right. life. Well, and it, 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 you know, it, it goes to the saying of, you know, people, people do go through transitions in their life. And I, and I do think it's quite possible that in, 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 this is just me trying to give a little bit of credit to people that were in relationships that were quote unquote solid. Right. And uh-huh. then, and then they just expired during the pandemic or whatever traumatic mm-hmm. event took place is that I could have very well loved the person that you were once before. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was there for that person. And this, this the person that I agreed to be with in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. And yada, yada, yada. And then now you've made a shift that was against my morals, ethics, and values. Mm -hmm. You made a shift that was against something that I can tolerate. I I don't want to discount the fact that what they had before was, let's say, you know, and and I don't want to... I'm not ready to go into this yet, but I'm just going to use a term like a love bond. Like Mm -hmm. this was actual love. But because you've become a different version of you. You're almost just a shell of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it would be unfair for me to say for, in all cases that, you know, that, that was bound to happen. Well, you know, it, it might not necessarily been bound to happen, but maybe it was, but I, I guess when I'm, I'm just trying to give those people out there that might be listening that are now looking at a completely different human being. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're necessarily, that they are necessarily in the wrong. If they did take the steps to, Remove themselves from from the relationship as long as there was trying involved, right? Like, yeah. hey, I I try to help my partner, I try to do these yeah. things, I try to x y z. This mm-hmm. person just wasn't trying to help themselves, mm-hmm. and I lost interest in that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's okay.
1: Yeah, I can speak to that.
0: Right, and I I I don't I don't think the person that's leaving be because of trying their hardest to get that person back that they fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that person should be at fault for any reason.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Cuz there's
0: only so much that you could do.
1: 100%. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Especially right. if I liked you for the things that you were before mm-hmm. and now you're the antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like where do where do we go? Like what am I what am I holding on for? Right. Just for the sake of it? Right. Like, th- I think that would be really hard to do. Right. Yeah. And again, I was just trying to give credit to some of the people that might have experienced that loss or might have made a decision to walk out of a relationship that was once real. And I don't want to ever say that what they had wasn't real and they thought it was. You know, I don't think,
1: if I said that, I didn't mean to say that. No, I don't think you did. Okay. Yeah, you did. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just think like sometimes even if it was real, it's not forever. And life will happen to pull that out or not one way or another. Right. And that's okay
0: though. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> but I, I just I just find it very interesting because I think the the easy mode or the easy way of looking at you know a relationship that didn't last you know the the test of the pandemic mm-hmm. could have been you know I guess in a more uh, satirical way people would have said oh it was because they just didn't you know they found out that they didn't like each other and I think I, I, that probably
1: <laughs> I think maybe a, for a the most part. part that was probably yeah, true I think that probably played, yeah. a, played a big part. But of then that. what about the flip like I. What about people who maybe had lost touch with their relationship or lost connection because of, you know, not having time because of jobs and because of children? And then what if spending time together Mm -hmm. brought them together again? Or what if being so close all the time, like rekindled something that we don't probably hear so much about that, but I'm sure that that happened.
0: Oh, 100%. You know, so it's probably a blessing
1: for some people.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. you know right because they got to slow down and really figure out yeah, what's like, important fuck, like
1: god damn i forgot how much i love this person mm-hmm. now that i'm spending more time with them mm-hmm. you know so
0: especially especially for those people that just stay on the grind like time slips yeah and
1: away. especially if you have kids
0: it slips away yeah you know for sure so yeah i, I could definitely see a world where A good, a healthy, probably a a healthier amount of people, Mm -hmm. and and I think I think what it is is that the media and everything likes to focus on the negative for sure because it's more it's more entertaining it's more entertaining Mm -hmm. to to hear a story about you know someone (laughs) breaking up and yada, yada 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 versus like hey this person lost their job but because they lost their job they got to build um. Uh, uh, build their own dream company mm-hmm. with their significant other, and right? That led them to be closer than they right. ever were before because now they're focusing. So sure there's a their lot of those and, stories. You
1: know, we should find some of those and talk about them because I like that.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah. W- <laughs> oh, this is this is the monkey shit. But there was a story. There was a story, and I and I wasn't going to put this in this podcast, but it actually feels appropriate right now. But there was a story about a kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. she decided to start her OnlyFans as a oh as a BBW <laughs> a BBW woman, right? And well she, good for her. And she was saying that she quit being a kindergarten teacher Try because she made money? a shit ton.
1: Good for her. I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm sick of these fuck fucking them kids. kids. Yeah. yeah fuck them kids. I'm, about to,
1: yes. I'm about to
0: show some of this.
1: I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Making all kinds of money. Good for her. I'd be interested to know how many couples out there decided to get to go down the only the OnlyFans route with their significant other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in general, or with the pandemic. Yeah, during yeah during the pandemic, okay. during the pandemic, or or period, mm-hmm. but during the pandemic only because we're on the we're top. Talking about her. it, yeah, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and uh making bank from the privacy of their own home. Just
1: it's smart as fuck. Things.
0: Why not? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Light bulb, bing! <laughs>
0: Light bulb going off. But yeah, we definitely need to. Uh, I'm, I'm curious now, not, not just OnlyFans part, but just in general. How many, <laughs> how many, how many couples out there started a business together? Whether mm-hmm. it be because you know I don't want to shit on OnlyFans. I mean, if, if you're doing it, doing it right. Yeah. But, or you know, people that decided to do a I don't know, whatever the fuck company.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so many there's so many things yeah.
0: right right cuz there have been a, de- a good amount of startup businesses
1: mm-hmm.
0: right with all, with all the loans and everything going on i'm right. pretty sure there've been there've been a good amount yeah, of startups
1: yeah people take advantage of it which is great
0: which which i mean if you're going to do it why not do it with your partner especially right. if you're finding out that you actually like that person because you're spending more time with them mhm yep 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 so you ready to get uh Are you ready, ready is to is deep the dive i'm ready mm-hmm. i'm ready i'm ready to do this I'll we'll take a sip of this first. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we forgot the damn can again.
1: I know. It's pretty good. I've been happy with everyone we've tried. Mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying this one, too.
0: I said hmm before I even took yeah. a sip. <laughs> but no, it's, it's pretty good. It's really light. It's lighter than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, which I, I like.
0: So, and I, I guess the only reason why we're not taking it as serious as we should is because we're not on camera.
1: Right, but that's like, going to end today. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. this is the last time that we're going to record and we're not going to be on camera. Mm-hmm. But um. We were, or we are going to be doing a little thing where this has always been a sipping podcast. Where yeah. we always have a drink with us, and we typically encourage people to.
1: We don't always a drink with us. We don't always, and I feel like we haven't really recently. What said that?
0: Oh, oh, like said that like we were focused drinking. on it. Yeah yeah, 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 no, no. I know the last episode I didn't say it. In this episode I didn't say yeah. it. Yeah, but moving but, forward, yeah. moving forward, it will be said more often because once we're on camera. We are going to highlight some of the good little niche beers that we're drinking and local because, stuff, yeah. right, the local stuff because we we enjoy drinking, mm-hmm. and we hope you know the people that listen to it enjoy drinking responsibly. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: too. Always, so uh, yeah, if we could shine some light on some of these companies that don't get enough shine, cool. Because I don't, I, I've never really been a fan of you know the popular domestic beers, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they they serve their purpose, yeah. I, but, I
1: don't dislike them but I prefer this
0: right there's something fun about walking into a spot like craft and beers. seeing cool little logos and mm-hmm. how creative people get and then yeah then after you get to see how creative they are with their logos and their design to get your attention mm-hmm. then you see how creative they are with the They're bruised right the the actual flavors mm-hmm. that they incorporate in their beverage alcoholic yeah.
1: It feels like you're avoiding the topic.
0: I'm not avoiding the topic. I'm actually just trying to stretch some time out because (laughs) I I, I didn't want to make this too short of a Mm -hmm. podcast, only because usually we do have more, like at least two or three subtopics. Okay. But not today, not today, but I did it for a reason because I think this is going to get a little bit deep. So let's dive in. Trauma bonds versus love bond. So Mm -hmm. first I'm just going to go through all the characteristics of the trauma bond and then all the characteristics of characteristics of the love bond. And then we'll go from there.
1: But, okay. So, but for, I think before we even say any of that, it's just like, I guess we're assuming that people know what, that there, there's even such a thing.
0: Okay. How about you break it down?
1: Right. So it's just like, sometimes we mistake our relationships for love because we just feel so deeply or passionately or feel like we have this connection to this person, which Mm -hmm. is probably true. Right. Right. But just the foundation of that is what's important. And sometimes it's not love based. Sometimes it's our traumas bring us together consciously or subconsciously. Right. Most of the time I would say subconsciously, we don't even know we have, we're attracted to people based on our traumas Mm -hmm. or, you know, we're even aware that we have traumas mm-hmm. and a lot of times especially toxic relationships and there's levels to that too it doesn't have to be super abusive or anything like that for it to be toxic but i would say most relationships i would think are more trauma bond based than actually love bond based right and i mean i it wasn't until i looked back at my relationships after my divorce, that I I saw that for myself, like I I hadn't ever had a real love bond. It was always a trauma bond, right? Which again, I'm not saying can't feel like love, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't.
0: Right, and I and I think it kind of goes into what we were talking about in the previous episode, where it's easy to get mystified or, or caught up in the moment of being in a trauma bond and being confused about what it is because once I go through these characteristics, it, it seems like it's a lot of fun. For sure. For, and there is a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. There can be that. 100%. Right. 100%. Right. So that so just to give people some credit, like if you're wrong about it, it's okay that you're wrong about it because it could get very confusing right. as to what's happening because a lot of things are firing. A lot of cylinders are firing and it feels really, really good.
1: And if you don't have like... A basis for comparison. So if all you know are trauma bonds, right, right. how would you know that that's not you love? Know.
0: It's just right. like anything. You you would never know right. until you know. <laughs> Unless, right. because even Unless if,
1: you're it, just self-aware as fuck.
0: Which is... You can
1: look at yourself.
0: Very rare. Right. That people are like, right. self-aware. You're right. And actually be self-aware. Because there's, there's levels to that too, right? There are people right. that b- believe in their heart of hearts that they're self-aware, but... Right. Sometimes the last person to know. For sure. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes that's why it's important to to listen to the people around you. Mm-hmm. And, and make sure but well, first of all, you need to make sure you don't have just haters around you. Right. That you actually have people around you that are trying to build you up mm-hmm. and, and people that you can actually get sound advice from. Right. Right. Like if you're if you're a, a person in a relationship and you're talking to your single friend that just bounces around from relationship to relationship right. and clearly lives a more self selfish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the person that you want to talk to about love advice, right? Right. Like, you should surround yourself with successful people Successful
1: relationships. Right. And successful doesn't mean perfect. No, fuck no. Right.
0: Right, right, right. But but that are in relationships that are healthy, on the right. healthy side. And right. getting advice from them. hmm Whatever that may look like. And the, those are the people that you should run to when you have questions. Right. Assuming that they're, you know able to provide you answers but yeah i think that the answers that they could provide is better than someone that's inexperienced
1: for sure or even if it's not someone you know if you, even if it's a third party even if you're working on yourself and seeing a therapist or a counselor or right. a mentor you know because sometimes hearing something from someone outside looking in and sometimes even someone who doesn't even really know you personally Which like i think that that's the best way to it's it. different
0: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or
1: sometimes hearing you say things out hear yourself say things out loud is all you need,
0: right? Because even even the people that you that you talk to that might be experienced, if they're not on the more objective side and they lead with That's feelings, a which too. a lot yeah. of people do,
1: or have just full of fucking opinions, we have a lot of that, especially if people who care about you,
0: especially people, then they might right. give you misleading information sure. because they feel like they're they're looking out for your heart as opposed right. to like really breaking down what the hell is going on. And mm-hmm. giving you an objective opinion that's non-biased, even though they are a part of your, quote-unquote, party or team. Or whatever
1: and that's hard.
0: Yeah, that's really hard. Objectivity is hard. Yeah. Yeah, because, Especially again. Especially
1: when you care about people.
0: Again, it goes into the, the conversation that we had about communication, right? Yeah. Communication is hard, right? Mm-hmm. So even when it's involving someone that you're not in a, quote-unquote, romantic relationship with, mm-hmm. just having communication and being open and honest with people yeah. can, can become very uncomfortable because you for might sure. have to look someone in the eyes that you love not romantically and tell them you're fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's hard to do mm-hmm. and it's hard for them to take because they might take it as an yeah, attack. Offended. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's not an attack, and obviously there's a little bit way right. to, to do it a little to more decorum. To like you don't have to say it <laughs> but 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 uh, again, it all goes to knowing your audience when you're communicating, right? right. You don't have to be harsh, but sometimes you can and even say it in a nice way. Sometimes you have so people to be harsh, but sometimes some people you right. have to shake them and be like, "Hey, right, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're fucking this up. Like you need to figure this out right. real quick, right? So. Are we good on the explanation? Yeah, I
1: think so. Okay. All so right. Based on that.
0: So based on <laughs> that, I am going to go down the list of the trauma bond. And, and feel free to stop me anytime you want okay. to stop me. And then we can we can have a conversation based on that if something piques your interest. All right. So number one, the relationships starts with instant attraction and irresistible chemistry. Okay. Number two, the connection is highly physical and sexual. Okay. The relationship cycles through extreme highs and extreme lows. Important conversations are avoided. And the relationship feels like an addiction that you are powerless to quit.
1: I mean, when you hear that, like, I could understand why people was like, oh, that's not love.
0: Yeah. Right. Because again, again, I mean, just running it based off the first one, the relationship starts with instant attraction and irresistible chemistry. Right. Like that feels fucking good
1: right and right? it's also i feel like the fantasy that we're fed mm-hmm. of love at first sight and mm-hmm. there should be all this passion and it's like magnetism mm-hmm. and you're so drawn to this person like we're we're shown that in movies we're taught mm-hmm. that and love stories and fairy tales and all of these things so i could understand why that could seem like how could this not be love? how could
0: this not be real yeah how could this not be not
1: that it's not real right but right. it's not necessarily love
0: right Right, it's, it's something completely different. That, that again, I do believe that you can have that and then it leads to a love bond.
1: Or that could be part of a love or could bond. Or, right, too. this could right. be a part of a love bond. It and, that's,
0: and that's not to, but Correct. once I go down the list of the love, love bond, bond thing, right. it, it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense right, as to right, right. what, what the difference looks like. But, kind of what I was talking about in the last podcast, where I made mention to, you know, having that storybook start that love at first sight Mm -hmm. like that all I bet feels really fucking good right Right. and that could be the best feeling on earth or or I guess even in a world where like ourselves you know where we didn't have that quote-unquote instant attraction and irresistible chemistry Uh right um we didn't have that love at first sight story and where we were a little bit more practical and things hit a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Like even though that was necessary to get to where we are now and I want to replace it where I was going with in a, in a previous episode was I guess, and again, this is the storyteller brain in me, which is all fantasy mm-hmm. in a fantasy world. It would start like that and have the, the characteristics of a love bond. But again, right. but again, it, it's more than likely not possible for those two things because
1: that's blinding. It's blinding. That's the problem. Exactly.
0: And then right. you become, you know, because on. D-
1: again, just to clarify, I don't get it fucked up. Like I was very attracted to you. One oh, hundred. I did feel a connection to mm-hmm. you. Was it this thing where it was just like, well, then again, I don't know. I'm a bad. I'm a bad example because I, I. don't feel like I get that way with anyone. Uh-huh. So I don't know. There's that too. Like I. I would never be like, oh my god, like this person was so irresistible the first time I met them. It's not. But I don't, I don't know what that feels like, I guess. So maybe I'm, I can't speak to that. But just like we did have, I was attracted to you. And I did feel like, which I don't feel with many people. And you know this about me now. Like I did feel a connection with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So that, that was something.
0: Right. And and I don't, and I don't, I hope that none of my words is my way of saying that. I didn't have any of those things either. I'm not saying that. But, but what I'm saying is, is that what we had was a lot was lean more towards a practical side. Even though we had those feelings, we still managed those feelings in the most responsible way possible. For sure. For example, all of my previous relationships started with sex instantly. Yeah. That wasn't something that was waited on. Mm-hmm. That was what kept everything going. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I enjoyed it, they enjoyed it, and so this is our reason to our at least our reason to see each other again the next day. Yeah. Because we knew we were going to get that. You and I, we I you know, we made it very clear. Well, I mean, you made it clear. You're you're not that type of person to, you know, fuck on the first night. Right. But I also made it clear that I did not want to have sex right. early on. I wanted to wait. Not because I did not want to have sex with you, because I did. But I knew that Every other relationship started off like that Mm -hmm. and it became very confusing because now I can't tell the difference as to why I want to be around you. Do I want to be around you because I actually like you Mm -hmm. or do I want to be around you because I want to get off? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so knowing that that carrot is at the end of the stick and all I had to do was just... Get through the date, you know. Right. Get through a couple laughs. Get through this da 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 da. In order to to get, get the wait, prize, yeah. if I know it's going to be there, I'm going to show up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So we made sure that we actually wanted to be around each other. Right. For
1: which is why, like, and this, like, we went on two first dates. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know, so mm-hmm. we had our first date, and then we didn't really speak after that. And then nine months later, we had our second first date. Mm-hmm. And on our second first date, I didn't even drink alcohol because I wanted to be really sure that, like, I liked the energy. Because mm-hmm. like, even after a couple drinks, you're just like, everything is cooler loose, and nicer yeah. and, like, you like everything a little bit better with a buzz. Mm-hmm. So. And that, I was like, listen, I remember having a connection with you and liking you the first time we had a date. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make sure that I really, that was really real. Right. The second time around. And I explained that to you later. We literally went to a brewery the first (laughs) time. Right. 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 But I explained that to you after the fact.
0: Right. After you are rude as shit. (laughs) And you were.
1: Rude as shit is kind of
0: harsh. Well, well. I certainly, and, and, and you explain it later on, but I certainly felt like you were on a time crunch during our second first date. And you not ordering a drink, knowing that I know you like to drink. Right. Was like, huh, okay, this person doesn't want to get it. I get it. I get it. know. I know. But again, again my perception then was different it. Than, than how it, it changed after you ex- explained it. explained a lot of different things. And yeah, and <laughs> it, it
1: makes sense. Right. It
0: makes sense. So... So here we were. Uh, we, <laughs> where, where were we? Okay, so I, I just went through, I just talked about the first one and I went back to the first one because I was saying that it could be confusing because it is very fun. So And, is, off and there. you
1: could have that with a love bond is mm-hmm. what we were saying. And he then can. I think when you, but when you, like you said, you're going to explain mm-hmm. what a love bond looks like and then that might give people a little bit better.
0: Right. So let's do that. But before we do that, I'm going to fix your microphone. Okay. All right. We're back. We're back. So love bond. Love bond looks like the relationship starts with attraction, curiosity that build, or attraction and curiosity that builds over time. Number two, the connection is physical, sexual, emotional, and intellectual. The relationship is stable, predictable, and based on mutual trust. Important conversations are the priority and the relationship feels like an honor privilege and choice so that sounds like a lot more work
1: <laughs>
0: right right even reading so it i go depth. i get why a trauma bond is so much more attractive
1: yeah because it's easier
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's way more fun way more no fun. deep conversations nope. the fuck do we need to talk about
0: <laughs> exactly yeah and even like even the red flag one where extreme highs and extreme lows you know, I I think I, I even said in a conversation that you and I had that uh, we don't have extreme highs or extreme lows. I'm I'm sorry, we don't have extreme highs and extreme lows. Mm-hmm. We have extreme highs. We don't have the extreme lows. But right. even our lows, as mild as they may be, they feel extreme at times because we ride so our high. Our highs are so high. Yeah. So often. Yeah. That, you know, anything that takes us down to neutral, it feels mm-hmm. off. Right. And then sometimes the things feel off and it takes us down to neutral, we might go a little bit lower than, yeah. than neutral and it feels horrible. Yeah. But it's really not. Like, no. anytime we've looked back and like, okay, well, what were we arguing about? What was the problem? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's really not that big of a deal in, in hindsight. Right. right? A- after you actually go through and, break it and, you, and you break mm-hmm. it down. So even then with the extreme highs and extreme lows, like, even though that sounds like that could be scary – and, and sound like a horrible characteristic, which it is because it's, it's unstable, mm-hmm. but there's still extreme highs there. So it makes you feel really, really good, especially if you get to that extreme high from that extreme low. Mm-hmm. So the opposite of how you and I feel could be true, where if you're OK with being in that extreme low, once you get back to neutral, which you shouldn't be riding in neutral too often. But yeah. once you get back to neutral, you feel like, oh, well, things are good, but yeah. you're really riding neutral b- mm-hmm. because you've been in extreme low. That that extreme high will feel even more extreme, right? Because you're used to crashing, right, in a lower position. Maybe I'm overthinking it, and and I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm putting I, too much science behind it. No. But, um,
1: and I feel like the dangerous part of the trauma bond with extreme highs and extreme lows is that we're taught we're taught like relationships are a lot of work and mm-hmm. nothing is perfect. But what does that even mean? So that could be something toxic. It could be because, like, not everything is perfect. That is oh, true. Oh, right, right, right. So you, it's just like it's get... easy to confuse that because mm-hmm. highs and lows are "quote unquote" normal. That's a thing. Right. But right. but but that's very subjective. Is the problem?
0: Right. And I think I think at least I can only speak for the relationship that, that we're now. But when it when it looks like you're in a love bond and a good relationship takes a lot of work. It's it's. It's hard because you're just in uncomfortable situations, like when you're having those uncomfortable conversations. And then it's hard because sometimes you have to swallow your ego, swallow your pride and figure things out and, and get through it. But it doesn't really feel like it's hard. You know, like it doesn't feel draining. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I don't feel like you're taking away from me.
1: That's a good. That's a good point.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So even though it's quote unquote work. hmm it it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's a terrible thing. No, you know
1: and I think to add to that anytime that we hit something that we have to work through mm-hmm. I always feel closer to you afterwards right. Like something happens where I'm like, okay well that was that was going to come up and needed to be addressed mm-hmm. and now that's behind us right And it's never the same thing which I think is also important versus like potentially in something toxic or trauma bond it could be the same issue over and over again and mm-hmm. never get over it. So you're always hitting these highs and these lows, but it's with the same problem. Right. Because one or the other person isn't doing what they need to do right. to address that and fix it.
0: Right. For instance, even today, you know, we we had a, a bit of a disagreement this morning because you listened to the episode, not episode 35, <laughs> and it re-triggered you, uh-huh. and then we ended up having a conversation about it. And it, you know, it... It got intense only because we're intense, but it, mm-hmm. it's not, like, intense as far as, like, we're yelling at each other and we're da da no. It's just a, a a serious conversation, right? Right. And um, it all boiled down to, like, I, what was I? Like, I know you. Mm-hmm. I understand you. Mm. I understand why you feel this way. Right. I understand why what I said could have triggered you. Yeah. So I apologize that it triggered you. I didn't back down about what I said. Like, I, right. I stayed true to what I said. But I I gave it a little bit a better of a explanation so you can better understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But I think before I did that, I had to tell you, like, hey, what is this really? Like I know you. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's happening here? Right. And then, you know, we didn't agree, but right. we got to a place Which of understanding.
1: Is most of the time what happens. Right. <laughs> and,
0: and and I think that's what we asked for. I don't know if we set this off mic or we said it on mic, but even if we don't agree. I hope that we find a level of understanding. Mm-hmm. You understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from, even if we don't agree with one another. right That's fine, right. That's fine. And
1: I even told you like I knew that what I was upset about had more to do with something that was triggering me right than it was what you actually said right and I I, I said that that mm-hmm. I understood that, but I still felt how I felt and I needed to mm-hmm. say what I needed to say right. And then, but I acknowledge
0: that right. too. And if you need me to be your whipping boy for a little bit, just to just but get through But it's always it,
1: clear, you know? like that's what's happening. Right. You know?
0: Right. There's and it never it
1: confusion about, or not never, but like we try really hard to not let there be confusion about like where these feelings are coming from. If it's the person who's feeling them, like it's something they need to unpack mm-hmm. or if it, it really is the other person.
0: Right. And again, that looked like a 30, 40-minute conversation yeah. that had to take place. And it had to take place early on because you didn't want to just sit on that all day long. And I would have rather you got it out as opposed to you sitting on it all day long. And then now it, it's even more extreme than what it needed to be. Yeah. But that was the work of it. The work was we had to have a, a 30 to 40-minute conversation that wasn't the most comfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the the rest of the day is fine. Right. And I think that's where the work comes in but to, to get back on the love bond thing just to break it down as to like where the quote-unquote hard work or you know mm-hmm. it's difficult or whatever you want to call it as opposed to the drama bond is so if we start at the, at the top of it the relationship starts with attraction and curiosity that builds over time so I think the best part about that is builds over time mm-hmm. because anyone can always say, okay, well, there's always attraction and there's some sort of curiosity, right? Right. I want to get to know this person, yada, 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 mm-hmm. especially, you know, you, you see it in, I guess, healthy interactions on like, let's say a dating app. There's a thousand one questions, you know, you're mm-hmm. curious about this person and all these other things. But the, the best part about that is that this is something that builds over time. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that it's too heavy hitting up front. Mm-hmm. You know, just so it's like it's not that. blinding. Right. There's like this is you're trying to run a marathon as opposed mm-hmm. to running that sprint. So instead of you just get everything you right. can at once and then you Because
1: feel... it's not just physical attraction.
0: Right. It's it's a it's a deeper this
1: build is happening as you get to know the person and right. the qualities in that person that are growing the attraction.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess just to kind of circle back to what would be more fun versus what would be more practical or more work. If you look at the number one of the trauma bond versus the number one of this one, um, then you, you find yourself in a position of like, okay, for instance, let's say you were dating two people. Mm-hmm. One was a trauma bond and one could be a love bond. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm, I'm just going to say one is a trauma bond for sure. And okay. one could be the potential. If you're looking at the two of those and you kind of don't have an understanding of what things should look like you might end up choosing that bond. 100 i would say probably <laughs> because everything's running high everything mm-hmm. you know all, all your pistons are, are you know firing and all cylinders yeah. and yada, yada yada i don't even know if that's the right way to say it but <laughs> everything's firing everything's firing and so um i can see a world where someone will be more attracted to getting into that trauma bond And going with someone that they feel like they want as opposed to the person that they need Mm -hmm. in the long run. Yeah. Because, again, you, you might not have sex on the first night. But if you got this person already, you know, ready to blow your brains out. Not not blow your brains out, oh. like kill you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how <I> <laughs> you're ready to fuck your brains out. There right? we go. And then you have this other person that's like, hey, no, like let's let's get to know one another first, right. kind of thing. And dependent on your headspace. And depending on you your might,
1: head. you might not be ready for that.
0: You might be the trauma. Well, hello. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> and because in that in that head in that moment in your headspace, you are the trauma, <laughs> then you might be attracted to mm-hmm what's the the easier grab as opposed to what's going to be something that you're going to have to work towards in order right. to, to achieve. So then the second one, we have the connection. Uh, so I'm, I'm just running through it again. That way we can just kind of, you know, have a little bit of a discussion about everything. So the second one is the connection is physical, sexual, emotional, and intellectual. So here we are. Yes, it could be physical. It can still be sexual, which is something that you get with the trauma bond. However, the separation between this one is that there's emotional and there's that intellectual Mm -hmm. bond that's going on. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I I guess you could say from my experience with you and again, so, so just to be clear and I know, you know, but the audience doesn't know, which I I guess kind of would be obvious considering if I, if I had a love bond before then I would more than likely would still be in (laughs) in that relationship. But this was the first time that I ever took that approach with a relationship. So just even reading these things i i didn't know about any of this shit it just so happens that i just felt i was doing something wrong in the past and i i didn't want to make th- that same mistake
1: mm-hmm.
0: moving forward
1: yeah you had growth
0: right <laughs> and so so even then like i was more of i get i and i use the term sapiosexual mm-hmm. uh, but i was more leaning towards that side of thinking As opposed to just thinking with my dick. Mm -hmm. So I was more drawn to you intellectually than Mm -hmm. I was, well, than I was anything else only because I made sure that I focused on that aspect in order to separate from, I just want to get in your pants.
1: And then I think it helped that we weren't physical.
0: Right. So it was, so it wasn't even a thought process. Right. Like I had already made up the decision that I wasn't going to do this. And then you being the person you are, you made up the decision that that. So it was, that wasn't even on the table. Right. You know, until right.
1: which made it possible to focus on other things.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So the next one. The relationship is stable, predictable, and based on mutual trust. Um yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think that's important. Predictable. I I, th- I guess we are kind of predictable.
1: And maybe, I mean, predictable could look different, right? So it's just like, I feel like when you really get to know somebody, you know how they're going to react to something. Right. You almost know what I'm going to say to you. And I know the stages of,
0: the of what it looks like when you're going to react.
1: Correct. So I think that, that could be what predictable looks like. Right. Not so much like the the relationship is boring and it's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about like your connection with that person. So much, so much connection that like, you know what the fuck's going to happen. Right. And you know when you shouldn't say things or how you should say them. That's, I feel like that's more what that means. Right, like you know
0: how to push the buttons. Or even what I just said, like, if you're upset, I know your stages of upset. I know what's about to happen. I know that you're going to ignore me for a little bit. Not really ignore me, but... You're gonna act like you're ignoring me, right? Because you know that I want to be listened to, And right. so, in order for you to push back at me, you pretend that you're not listening to me, and it drives me nuts. But I know that that's gonna happen, so it it upsets me less and less. And if I do get upset, it's because I'm trying to pull you out of it, and you're just being stubborn, yeah, and you're not pulling out of it. But um, but even in, even in, I mean, that's it. That's predictable. Like I already know if I say this and it's going to rub her this way yeah. or I already know that if I say this I need to make sure that I say it the best way possible mm-hmm. and explain it because this might rub her or trigger her not because of anything not because I said anything bad mm-hmm. but because I know it might bring something up that you know yeah has been an issue in, in her past or you know whatever it may be or the flip the flip side I know how to make you happy so yeah. I already know this is what i could do Mm -hmm. in order to get this reaction out of you which would then lead to this like okay i already know that you know, I, I yeah. So just right. just on the, on the flip side, like right. it doesn't always have to be you know predictable for for the negative. It could be predictable, right? Predictable or
1: for. okay, maybe like predictable, like you know what to expect from this person's behavior. Like I know that you would never cheat on me. That's mm-hmm. predictable. You're never not gonna come home. I'm never not gonna hear from you all day. Right. Like the, and sometimes in trauma bonds and toxic relationships, like you don't know what you're gonna get with that person throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. Right. That's unpredictable.
0: Right. So there's that too. Or or even like this. I know th- the roles that we have in a relationship as far as like if we do have a discrepancy. Mm-hmm. I know I'm the peacemaker. Yeah. Right. And I, I've never been that before. But I know in this relationship I had to be the peacemaker because I know that you're stubborn. So I know if you're upset at me, upset with me, I know I have to call you in the morning. Or I know I have to try to reach out and break the ice and, and extend the olive branch. Because if I wait on you, right, <laughs> then it's it might not happen. But then too, because I know that about you, I also know that if I don't do those things, then it it, it could make the situation even worse because you know that I know that yeah. you're not. You know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. So I it's just, like you're
1: really doing it on purpose <laughs> at that point,
0: right? Yeah. Which is probably gonna upset you even more. Yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. But again, I, I, again, that's just focus on on the negative. But uh, I, I the only I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm trying to lean towards a more glass half full side of what a love bond can look like, but I'm just trying to give examples of what work could look like. Yeah. You know, and, but then how fruitful it could be to do those things. For instance, mm-hmm. even though I have to swallow my ego and pride or whatever it may be, even if you're in the wrong to pick up the phone and make sure I call you first, it makes a day easier. Yeah. As opposed to just, Being uncomfortable and lingering and thinking about, are they going to say, are they going to say something? So it just makes the day easier just to like, just to get it over with. Or again, it makes the day easier to just have that conversation that you need to have because you're upset about something. And then we don't have to sit in a four hour, five hour, six hour, eight hour workday upset or whatever because it just got knocked out. And then now you go to your corner, I go to my corner. Everything's fine and, you know, we we keep it moving. Right. You know. Um, so important conversation are the, are the priority. I think we kind of really hit that on the yeah. head. And I, I don't want to keep on beating no. that dead horse. No, no. Um, but but they are. Uh, it, it should be priority.
1: And it, I mean, it, all, it always is like we won't do anything else until if there's something lingering that needs to be addressed right like that when it when they say priority it's like it's really priority
0: it has to be right it has to be right and 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 just to just to give credit to the people that get stuck in trauma bonds and and don't understand what's happening because having those conversations are so uncomfortable it it, it probably would be a lot more fun in the moment to just not have the conversation. Have makeup sex and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep it pushing. But then again, then you run into the, the problem of you're having that same argument over and over and over again because yep. you never really figured it out. But right. I could see like what would be more enticing? like
1: Or just do, easier. Easier. Yeah. Just, 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 just easier. fuck. Just easier. Just fuck. Suck his dick and get over it. Dah, 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 dah. Like right. that. Yeah. That's an
0: yeah. easier way, way to get through things.
1: Right. And there's nothing wrong with makeup sex, but it should be because you've made up, meaning that you've had the important talk right.
0: you need to have. The sex shouldn't be the making up, right? Unless, unless I just know you need some medicine. Well, there's that too. Yeah, sometimes you just need some medicine. It's a true story. Like, we, ain't gotta, we ain't gotta say no, wait, wait, right? You don't even know but what you I'm know saying. the difference. Let's just get some medicine in you, and then the relationship feels like an honor, privilege, and choice, yes. Now, I will say this. Having your relationship feel like that, as important as that is, man, does that set you up for I don't I don't want to say problems, but it sets you up for a lot of insecurities. What do you mean? For instance, and a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You and I have have Made it very clear to one another, and I, I want to say we we've talked about it on the podcast before that there is nothing that ties us together mm-hmm. other than the fact that we are actively deciding that we want to be with one another, right? And sometimes, even though it is important, and I and I think that it's better that we that we have that type of um that we have that type of state of mind mm-hmm. only because. It helps us understand that every day that this person is choosing to be with me, Mm -hmm. then I feel special, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then it's also like, yo, that person can make the choice not to be with me at any time. So, like, even when we do have our quote-unquote lows or the moments where we're upset with one another, the fact that there isn't anything that's bonding us together Mm -hmm. besides how we feel about one another – that, that, gets, that gets scary, right? Yeah. And then ties into, like, the whole privilege thing. So it's like, if I upset you, then I feel like, well, fuck. Like, did I just lose my privilege? Like, am, am yeah. I am, am, am I gone now or, you know, whatever? And I, and I knew you, you've expressed that you felt the same way where, mm-hmm. you know, if you upset me, then you feel like, oh, shit. Like, this person can just not pick up the phone and he, right. he has his own things. I have my own things. We don't need one another. There's no reason for us to even...
1: Right. Like have
0: to communicate with one another. Right. we don't have kids. We don't have any land. We don't have, I mean, we have this, but I mean, th- this could be, you know, there's no yeah. contract or anything like mm-hmm. that. So as important as that is, that feeling can feel really, I guess, I guess you say, can make you feel really vulnerable at times.
1: Yeah. Which is what I feel like real love looks like. Right. Full blown vulnerability and trust essentially
0: right because we were listening to a podcast where these two dudes were on there and you know i don't know if they were being for real or they weren't being for real but they were a guest in a podcast podcast that i frequently listen to and they were talking about how you know in a relationship one person's the pimp and one person's being pimped and That's you know so crazy one say. person should feel like they're the they're the the luckier one yeah and it should be the guy because yeah. you know women easily and it, the people that ran the podcast were defending the idea of like both people should feel like that they're the prize equally. Yeah. And, and again, like they're clearly in loving relationships and they're speaking to people that are seemingly immature mm-hmm. and only know about trauma bonds or if they have even, if they yeah. even have a bond, period. right? <laughs> Questionable. If they have a bond, it's a, it's a trauma bond for sure. But you both should feel like you're being honored and privileged and, 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 it's a choice to be in it and that you should never feel like, and by honored, it doesn't necessarily mean like you feel lucky, you know, like you're looking up to that person. But, but if you do, you both feel that way as yeah. opposed to like, it should never be like one person feels like they're honored and the other person feels like they're Right, like, like you should never feel
1: bad about yourself and f- I don't think either person should ever feel like they're not good enough or enough for that person. I don't think that that's what that means. I think you're equally
0: honored right it's not right you know there's no yeah it's not one one person's outweighing the other person
1: right i feel like with the choice part i remember Mm -hmm. years and years ago and especially like when i was in this moment in my marriage where i was questioning how i felt Mm -hmm. and if i really loved this person Mm -hmm. i remember two separate people said to me like love is a choice and at that moment, like, I didn't really understand what that meant. But in our relationship, I do. Like, I get what that means. Like, like you're saying, like, we choose to be together because we love each other. Mm-hmm. And because we want this relationship to work. Right. Like, I understand what that means now. Like, before I'm like, how do you choose to love somebody? Because all I knew was just like, if I could control it, I, to me, it felt like like the trauma bond thing. I felt like if I, I needed that feeling of like, I have to want to be with this person because mm-hmm. I just can't not be with them. Just that whole attachment thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not what love looks like. Like, I know now that what it means, love is a choice. Right. I got it. It is. Like, we literally choose it every day.
0: Right. And in the
1: hard moments.
0: And, and, I think, and I think to like piggyback off of what you're saying, you know, a lot of people say, I want unconditional love. Like- no, you should want conditional love because then it holds you responsible. Like yeah. if I know that, in, in, in it, I'm sure that let's say you felt the need to break up with me for whatever reason, or I felt the need to break up with you for whatever reason, we will still have love for one another. Mm-hmm. Like what what we feel is a real thing. It's not like yeah, it's not like I'm if if I break up with you then. It's all all like I just hit the delete button and it's all gone. It doesn't go away. We're, We're talking about like keeping that bond together and being together. Yeah. But having and knowing that the love that you have for that person is or the love that you all have for one another is conditional it, it makes it so that you understand that like you still need to be on your A game. Right. Maybe not at all times because that could be exhausting. But for the majority of the time, like, yeah. you should be on your A game. And when you are falling off and, and that person is telling you because you have all the other factors, you all have the communication, you have everything, mm-hmm. and yada, 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 mm-hmm. that you all can navigate through it and you can make adjustments accordingly. But if you think that you're in a relationship that's unconditional, like this person will never leave me, that leaves too much room for you to just – Act, say, yeah, no do, accountability. Whatever you want to do with no yeah. accountability because you know this person isn't going anywhere.
1: Or it's easy to blame them and blame. So let's say like there's that situation, and this made me think of because we had this conversation where we were watching Insecure, mm-hmm. and like when the Issa and what's his name Lawrence Lawrence. Yeah. If anybody watches the show, like when he cheated on her, I felt like he was just as accountable for that as she was. Like I know you don't necessarily agree with me, mm-hmm. but I feel like he. Kind of pushed her to do that. Not that he forced her to have that was. Oh, you mean when she cheated on him? When she cheated on him, if I said it wrong. When she cheated on him, like there was, it was a, a big part of that was on him too. Right. Like he wasn't holding up his end of what the man should have been doing in their relationship. Right. You know, and you created a scenario to leave room for her to want to do that. Right. Even though that wasn't in her character.
0: Both were wrong.
1: Right. But the unconditional thing, to your point, is what I was saying, right. could make somebody be like, well, that's all your fault. Right. Without looking at yourself and being like, you know what? Yes, she shouldn't have done that, but was, did I play any role in that? How did I fuck up? Right.
0: And I think later on, you know, and we were having a conversation as we were going through the seasons. Right. But later on, he ended up realizing that it was his fault, too. Right. He admitted it, yada, yada, yada. Anyone that hasn't seen the show yet. Spoiler, <laughs> but um, they ended up they they ended up talking it out. Mm-hmm. But I guess to like to, to use that as an example, what could have been done properly mm-hmm. would have been if she was feeling however she was feeling, and they had a true love bond mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I think the show kind of depicted that this could have been a trauma bond that then led into. Mm-hmm. Some would argue a love bond, or maybe just a trauma bond. It's still trauma bond. Yeah. Okay. That's my yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think so. I think it was still a trauma bond. Right. But either way it goes. If it was a true love bond, even early on, they would have had those uncomfortable conversations so much that would have pulled Lawrence yeah. out of his ass. And if he wanted to be with her and make sure that she was being fed, you know, and, and by fed, quote unquote, fed, like he was filling her cup, Her cup, cup right. Filling right, her cup, right. Then he would have taken all the actions that he needed to take in order to make that happen, or at least bow out and accept responsibility. Like I'm just not ready to do that.
1: Right. Correct. So,
0: so you might be ready for this love bond thing and Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to make the adjustments that I need to make in order to. So, you know, if, if you got to go, then yeah, you know, it, it is what it is, but we're just not, we're not on the same level yet. Right. Or we're not, we're not operating at the same speed. Right. So, But that didn't happen. And that would have been a boring show. And again, that goes back to, that's why trauma bonds are so enticing. Well, and that's so much
1: more common. Like, that's
0: pretty regular. Right, right. And it made that show... Right. Dope. Right. (laughs) Because if it was a love bond show...
1: And more relatable for people, I'm sure. Right. Right?
0: Right. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, what would a love bond... Is there a show that's like a love bond show? It it would probably be like a probably like a old school 90s like a a full house kind of yeah but even then there's like no depth not right not necessarily full house or like family matters or something like that but it would have been a show like that where you you see that there's an arc there's a story arc right Mm -hmm. that the the show starts off there's a conflict the conflict is resolved Mm -hmm. and it, it, it you know it's conversation baked into it and then credits and then there's another comedy, da 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 Like, that would be something that would be closer to uh, a love bond versus a trauma bond. But again, it, it, it seemed like that those shows were highly revered because probably most people were looking up to that right. in order to, to have something like that. Because those shows did do big, too. So I don't want to say trauma bond is the only thing that gets attention. Because those oh. 90s family ABC-type mm-hmm. shows – they got a lot of airplay as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But but I, I guess just to play devil's advocate or, or to kind of be a contrarian about what I just said, in the 90s, you didn't really have much of a choice of what you watched. That's
1: what, yeah, that's You
0: watched true, true. what you watched. Right. And I think a lot of people would agree that maybe back then the family structure was a little bit more important mm-hmm. and it probably had a little bit more value because you well, had these things.
1: To, to piggyback off what you're saying, I think mm-hmm. a lot of what – we're dealing with now in relationships, those trauma bonds have to do with broken homes. Because for me, for example, I'd never saw, like my parents didn't stay together, number one. Mm -hmm. And not that I lived in a toxic home because I didn't, but it was quite the opposite. Like my parents weren't very loving. I didn't really ever see like real communication. I didn't, they never argued in front of me and my sister, which is something they're very proud of. But I look at it like, you never taught me how to resolve conflict. Right. So I'm out here trying to figure that shit out for myself as I get older, a lot of which I fucked up a lot in that area. So it's just like a lot of my trauma had to do with coming from a broken home, which a lot of people in my generation do come from. So that's like, I guess maybe to clarify, trauma bonds can look different. It doesn't like trauma has like a a range of what that can look like. Right. But that was one of my traumas, mm-hmm. like my trust in men had a lot to do with my how I saw my mom not being able to depend on my father. Mm-hmm. And I have never really fully until you been able to dip fully depend on a man and know that they're going to come through for me. That was a trauma that I needed to work through. Mm-hmm. And that's something that our relationship triggered a lot because it's like I didn't realize how like how bad that was for me. Mm hmm. Because either way, I'm like, oh, I can't I can't rely on a man, but I'll hold this shit the fuck down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So much so that, like I said in the last episode, my whole marriage was a role reversal. Right. Because I, I wanted to make sure I had control. Because otherwise, that would terrify me. Because I knew I couldn't depend on a man. Right. You know, so the trauma thing requires a lot of self-work. And even when I thought, well, I did do a lot of self-work before mm-hmm. we got together. But even then, our love bond still triggered those things, but mm-hmm. you were the right person for me to help me work through those things. Right. That's also really important. Like, it's not perfect, but it's the per- the patience and the communication and all of those things goes into helping you still continue to grow, which we're never done
0: growing. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to think of, like, where where i went wrong in my relationships and and how i attacked it early on and and, and I, to me i think it's all but to me i think it all boils down to the way i viewed sex mm-hmm. and the way i viewed you know bonding with another human being and i was afforded the opportunity to, to grow up with both of my parents together and they're still together to this day and they were actually a really good example of what a relationship looks like and I'm'm I'm, you've seen them mm-hmm. today and yeah. you see what it looks like they are right. a pretty good example of what a relationship should looks like or should look should look like but um even with that you know it it's not like it's not like they they coached me through things you know it's not yeah. like they hey this is what it's supposed to be like and yada 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 it's like I guess it was kind of like you're supposed I was just supposed to pay attention But I was so enamored by the idea of, you know, getting pussy and getting numbers and and going out and and doing things. So it was easy for me to get involved in, quote unquote, trauma bonds because I was basing everything off of sex. It's like, okay, well, this is what I want. Like, this is this is what it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to have sex and I'm supposed to try to get it as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with that, then I'm supposed to have it as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And to the point where you know i was making and i was falling for people for the wrong reasons and again i don't i don't want to take away from the you know one of the relationships i was in you know one of the major ones i was in because one of the ones i was in was very important and it it came from my childhood so Mm -hmm. a lot of that took place in as far as you know i guess that was kind of a that that helped I don't know, maybe maybe that's just a little bit more blinders. But but I also blame, you know, immaturity in that as well. Yeah. But even so, it wasn't again, it was based on things that were exciting. Right. You know, and I wasn't at the stage where I was ready to put in the work. Right. Or that person wasn't ready to put in the work in order to get through the things that we needed to get through. Right. Um, but but as I'm looking back at it now. I would label that more of a trauma bond, even though there was a little bit more depth to it than mm-hmm. just your typical fly-by-night trauma bond, And which right. is why I can empathize with people that that don't know that they're in it when they're in it. Yeah. Right? For sure. Because those connections are still meaningful. For sure. And they can be meaningful Right. in the moment. Right. But again, it doesn't take until you're out of it to then look back and go allow
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know so
1: either way it both are growth opportunities Mm -hmm. it just depends on the person i guess and where you're at and your journey right right and i guess you know ideally you take a failed relationship that's some sort of trauma bond probably Mm -hmm. and you take a break after that and you take a look at yourself and work on yourself before you just keep repeating the same cycle which yeah. is essentially going to be the same type of relationship just with a different face. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So. Well, <laughs>
0: I think we drove that home. <laughs> Any final thoughts on it? No. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Um just to give credit to this the person that allegedly or is reported to have come up with this trauma bond love bond breakdown is Dr. Patrick Carnes. I hope I'm saying that right. Carnes, Carnes, Carnes. Maybe. Dr. Patrick Carnes. And it came from the book, The Betrayal Bond, Breaking Free of Explosive Relationships. Mm, so, that's probably good. Yeah. It's probably a probably a really good book. <laughs> but I, I wanted to make sure that I, I give credit to that because this is not something that we thought of. Right. This is something that we've we've seen. We did not read the book. So no, we I'm did sure not. the book probably breaks down a lot of this even more but I'm, I'm glad that we didn't read the book just because it
1: yeah but if anything it might be helpful for other people and I wouldn't mind picking that up and looking oh yeah it sounds sure. like it would probably be good
0: so what I'll do is I and I know I say this a lot but I, I forget and I fall short of this but I am going to make sure that I put down the the name of the the doctor Dr. Patrick Carnes mm-hmm. and the book and so anyone that's interested in reading that in order to better their relationships, right, and or better themselves, mm-hmm. pick it up. Tell us what you think, and um, <laughs> we're not going to promise you a book discussion
1: because
0: <laughs> the last one. But we have it. We have it. We, we have haven't. it. We ha- we haven't recorded. I just haven't. We ha- we haven't put it out, <laughs> recorded it a, w- a while ago. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be broken down and mm-hmm. put out, so it's not too much. It's easier easier to digest. But right. Right but 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 if you made it this far I want to say thank you for listening this has been yet another episode of the feelings first facts later podcast this one is actually episode 35 (laughs) (laughs) but this is the podcast where we saying shit but we ain't saying shit I go by the name Nathan Mitchell and this is the lovely Christina hi (laughs) (laughs) aka (laughs) Thank you for listening. Peace.
1: Bye bye. bye